0: open up your ears and open up your mind they reach into your throat and pull out your spine and when the sun blows up and the earth is gone there's still experience grind with kyle and sean sometime i'm gonna count it like the uh that owl from the tootsie pop commercial you remember that commercial
1: a one a two a three three (laughs) who bites it after three man me dude i bite that shit as soon as it goes in my mouth it is cracked like, really i am man dude dude i am getting to the tootsie roll center of that tootsie pop you, you know got what I'm the bite about? force of a fucking shark my friend goddamn right dude i would hate to be my enemy and <laughs> to also and... stick my fingers into my mouth you know what i'm saying because mm. i would lose my own fingers if I you're were talking about enemy. like in in
0: uh an imagined scenario where you are in a fight to the death with your enemy to the point that, like, they are jamming their fingers in your mouth. You're saying oh. you would hate to be
1: them in that situation because their fingers are fucking gone. Their fingers are fucking gone, dude. Gone. Like, right. I am Jaws from 007. <laughs> I don't, like, I don't know if that actually happens in that movie. I don't think I've, like, 007 movies are trash, but, um okay, uh, I, know, I, I, I can't even say that. I'm just being a troll. Here's the just thing, like, a for me, for a certain part, you're 100% right. And the ones with Jaws,
0: you're 100% right. I hate the Roger Moore Bonds. Wow, that passion, was a man? lucky
1: guess. Yeah. I didn't even realize those were his. Yeah, I hate the Roger Moore Bonds so fucking much. I mean, let's be real. The the best Bond villains are just all in Austin Powers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Man, we are starting this right, just pissing off all sorts of people, or at least I am. I mean, I still love some Bond movies, like, forever. And I
0: think this is partially biased that most people experience, because I also feel like most people's favorite Final Fantasy is the first ones they play, but uh, my favorite James Bond movie is GoldenEye, because that was like the first one I played, plus uh, the N64 GoldenEye was, come on, who didn't have that game?
1: Yeah, it was the first one that you played. That's funny because in my head, I was like, oh, yeah, obviously, N64. And then you referenced that. Mm-hmm. Uh, I love that little slip of the tongue. But yeah, we grew up with the Pierce Brosnan ones. Exactly, man. I love. And those are cheesy, too. Like the one with Halle Berry, ba- or
0: not even Halle Berry, the Denise Richards one, where she's a nuclear scientist. I think that one is.
1: Day Before Tomorrow or something like the that? The World or? is Not Enough, which is, strangely enough, my favorite theme song. Oh, Tomorrow Never Dies is the Tomorrow
0: Never Dies is the second one, which is also pretty dumb. That's like the media magnate that wants to melt the polar ice caps
1: and James Bond surfs. Man, those movies are so bad. <laughs> ah, they're fun, but
0: I don't want to do James Bond movies, man.
1: I Neither do
0: I. Not even for action movie, like, whenever month, I don't think we'll ever cover James Bond.
1: Dude, there's so many of them. That's that the other it part, it take us too. 20 years. Yeah. It's so fucking real. many. Yeah. Like, eventually, one of us is going to be doing it solo. Because mm-hmm. one of us will die. Hand cranking it. Just like <laughs> the old days when you're churning butter. Have oh, you ever churned man. butter, Sean? Uh, I live, like, right down the street from, um, like, a shaker village. That's that, why I, I, I was going to say it's probably big in that area. Like, that... I mean, it, it's not. That's just kind of, like, the place that... You know, field trips go to sure, and like sure. they do shows and like uh you know you can pet the animals and um like in the summer they have live music and stuff like that. Dude, I haven't been there since I was a grade kid school, right? When you went than, on a field like, trip, music. yeah. Oh yeah. Well, what's the name of the one that you had to go to? Uh, Hancock Shaker Village. Hancock That's Shaker literally Village. On the same road that I live on right now.
0: That's craziness. Mine, yeah, we had to take an hour long bus trip up to the the one in Indianapolis, but it was called Connor Prairie, but it was the same oh, thing. They they had like the blacksmith
1: and yeah, the ladies churned butter. You could churn butter. I milked a goat there. That's incredible. Like okay, so I kind of want to go back there and just listen to Amish Paradise on loop <laughs> on my AirPods. I didn't um, know what
0: you were going to go for, but yeah, that's that works.
1: Yeah, well, but also, like, right between, between me and there is, like, two dispensaries, so I'll make a stop and just fucking load up and then go there, and then as we make the butter, I'm just gonna be scooping it with my finger and just, like, rubbing it on my teeth like I'm doing coke, and then get kicked out of the Shaker Village.
0: You should, uh, you should, I, if you would live stream that, that would be awesome, like, go on a field trip and do a Twitch live stream of it, that would be great. When you're an adult and you just go to something, is it called a field trip, Kyle? I I think so. You can, you, dude. That's the other part. You're an adult, Sean. You can call it whatever the fuck you want. (laughs) I remember like being mid to late twenties, and me and some friends traveling to the Children's Museum and checking that out one day, and then going to the car and getting real stoned and going back and checking out the Planetarium show, and
1: that was really cool. It was a Badass day, man. Let me tell you, dude. That sounds awesome. And then you guys probably went and got like Taco Bell because you're an adult something. and you can have tacos whenever you want.
0: Whenever you want, it is an amazing thing, isn't it? Yeah. Like you, da- you just have to great. ask your dad or your mom. Like, hey, can we get Taco Bell tonight? Uh, I don't want to go to Taco Bell. Like, no. When I want to get Taco Bell, I'm getting fucking
1: Taco Bell. Dude, I never got Taco. If I think back to it. The only times I ever got Taco Bell were when I spent the weekends with my dad. And like we'd go to the mall and watch a movie. And we'd get Taco Bell before the movies. Nice. A number nine soft tacos. You remember the nineties Taco Bell aesthetic? Yeah. What a great. Every nineties anything.
0: The Taco Bells, especially. And they the nineties Taco Bells like extended way past their life cycle. Like it was they 90s went,
1: taco bells until
0: two thousand and nine. Yeah, dude. Like they went deep past even the, the Chihuahua era. Oh, Yokiro Taco Bell. Which was that was a huge part of our lives, I feel, but I think those commercials were only like three years. That's
1: it? There's no way, so, dude. dude.
0: Let's it look. It feels
1: like it was it feels like it was an eternity. That those right? Yokiro Taco Bells, like I feel like the entirety of my childhood had that stupid fucking Chihuahua, and we all thought we were cool because we could speak three words of, <laughs> it's it's literally two words of Spanish, like it is, and it's also I don't even think it's correct, but like what is Kiro? Like that's we all thought it meant like I love Taco Bell, is like I think it was a- I want Taco Bell. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, I was all right, a so dumbass commercials- kid.
0: Stopped in twenty. All right, so they started in ninety seven and they stopped in two thousand. So
1: what in the blue fuck? Okay, right. what is that? Four years. Yeah, three to four years. Listeners, for everybody that's still around after I just pulled my pants down and shit all over uh, the James <laughs> Bond movies, you're uh-huh. welcome for that useless knowledge and use it. Use it in your next trivia party. I also do wonder, like, are they shocked to learn that that massive part
0: of your childhood was only like three years of commercials that's like you you think it would be like forever you just blew <clears> my mind but yeah it just uh it's one of those things that sticks that's
1: good marketing because we still yeah. remember it hmm. i remember the godzilla Ooh. tie-in ones you remember those yeah dude the godzilla the one from the matthew broderick movie uh uh-huh. 97 <laughs> Yeah, I I think that's when that movie came out. I saw that in the drive-in theaters, and it was double featured with Thirty Days and Thirty Nights. (laughs) I went to like a special like pre-screening of it, and I got like this cool little
0: collectible. It was really it was. They said it was a film slide from the movie. It was not. It was just like a piece of the movie printed on a pure clear plastic thing, and you like pull it out, look at it in the light.
1: Yeah. It looked like a film cell. Yeah.
0: Uh huh. Exactly. But it definitely was not. But I went and saw it, and I thought it was the coolest movie fucking ever. Dude, I, loved I fucking it.
1: loved that movie when I was uh-huh. a kid. And I did I too, up, man. Like watching the Godzilla movie. I loved Godzilla.
0: I did too, man. I remember t- watching them at like the. Uh, I used to have to go to this daycare. It was like a. It was like a summer camp sort of place. But I, my mom would take us there in the morning, and then pick us up because single mom, man. We were too young to stay. At home, and she couldn't take us to work every day, so we had to get, but it was like, it had a playground, and it had like this field we used to play kickball, I remember, but every day after lunch, like, the fucking ladies that watched us were all kind of heavy set. and they didn't want to fucking run around and sit out in the hot sun, like, at noon, so they would always make us, we had to watch a movie every day, and uh, all the boys, we always brought in, like, all these fucking Godzilla tapes, <laughs> Hell yeah, dude. And then, like, the girls would get revenge, because then for, like, a fucking week, we'd have to watch Beauty and the Beast. But only Beauty and the Beast, like, every fucking day. Ugh. Hated that shit, dude. You don't like Beauty and the Beast? Yeah, I'm, I'm fine with it, but not, like, third, fourth day in a row. Like, that was... They'd watch it every day of the week, because the girls Ugh. got to pick for that week, and they wanted to watch Beauty and the Beast every fucking day.
1: Or That's whatever Disney movie. So, like, they're fine... But not over and over. Like, at that point, I would just be begging my mom to drop me off into the middle of a cornfield, like you would <laughs> do in Indiana. And um, I, I'm sure there's nothing that could possibly go wrong with that. Uh, I mean... Just a bunch I've, of children in the corn, you Because know? of that movie,
0: and I saw it <laughs> <clears throat> so young, thanks, Mom, I've always had a healthy fear of cornfields, like... I never fucked with them anyways. And then signs cemented that shit.
1: Oh, no. Dude, I loved signs. I that also love, g- si- I still love signs. Signs is a great that fucking movie. That movie was great. Yeah. I think I saw that before I saw Sixth Sense. And somehow.
0: I, I don't forget know. That. No, I definitely, I remember, I saw signs in theaters, but I saw Sixth Sense because, like, it was one of those things. My aunt also had HBO, and so she would tell my mom to watch all these movies. Or my That's she would she'd also tape a lot of them. So like when we go over there in the summer to like swim, my aunt yeah. would just give my mom like fucking forty tapes of VHS tapes of new movies. I always loved that time going home and watching all that shit. Nice. Sounds like, did I ever times. tell you
1: about how my mom uh, in like the mid two thousands got a, a DVD burner? No. So she got like a DVD burner and uh, she had it all set up on the computer and she would go to Hollywood Video and she got this thing where she would spend, she paid like, I don't know, 15 bucks a month or whatever to be able to rent as many movies as she wanted. Crazy. And so she would go and she would rent like six or seven movies, bring them home, like burn them all, bring them back and do the same thing. The downside is like my mom's real smart when it comes to like Shady shit like that, but she's sure. a real dumbass. Like, <laughs> she would go, dude, she would go to Hollywood Video and pick out the dirt, worst, trashiest, sure. of trash movies. Okay.
0: I'm glad you're talking about this because I have a follow up point.
1: Yeah. Dude, she would bring back, like, Santa versus the aliens and just like. <laughs> The like C level movies, uh-huh. like D level movies, and she thought she was the smartest, most slick person ever. She'd be like burning people DVDs for Christmas. I think this is like outside of the limitations, whatever. Don't turn us in, but or uh, two. what are they gonna do? Yeah, or and s- then she Santa would, and the Aliens legal team gonna come after your mom. You know what? I'm gonna bring other people down. she would like give these movies to my aunt Lisa and Aunt Denise. <laughs> Who definitely didn't turn my mom in. Sure. And, uh, uh. and she would be like so proud of it. She'd be like, Yeah, look at all these movies I got. You. She'd give them like 20 movies and they all fucking sucked. All sucked. <laughs> all sucked. Oh, and I'm like, Mom, you have the pick of the litter here. You can rent whatever you want. Was it like the case of you didn't want to get caught? So you just picked out the shittiest stuff <laughs> in the world and everybody thought you're a fucking lunatic?
0: I don't know. Ah, uh, I love Just the garbage movies. My buddy's uncle was similar, dude. He had a DVD burner, and he would just fucking burn everything that he could get his hands on. He'd make a copy of it for no reason. And then he got even worse because he would just... He he learned about pirating and torrenting, and he just downloaded everything and burnt it onto DVDs. And I think he still continues to to this day.
1: I think at, like, some point, it's just one of those... Well, um there's this thing that I do and you just stick with it. And sure. like watching wrestling every week. You know, I think there's this compulsion. There's got to be this compulsion to just burn everything that you find. <laughs> well, uh uh not to rain on the parade, but there was this crazy
0: lady like legit crazy. She uh recorded like her TV on v- like constant 24-hour recordings of TV from like I remember the, hearing about it like that. 93 to like for what there's like two decades of just like TV shit on this lady's thousands of VHS tapes cuz she was schizophrenic and thought that they were she was getting messages through the TV so
1: but that's, thanks to her we have this crazy archive of Yeah that's I think where I heard about it is that you know they were only able to like re-pull up something because she had this extensive um whatever collection or archive yeah of all TV or whatever she even had it on wasn't it just like one station that she I, just recorded I think it was like it was like the local uh CBS affiliate in like a Chicago area so like
0: I and I don't know if it was CBS but it was like one of those channels on NBC mm-hmm. or something so it would get like You know, there'd be, like, soap operas, and I do think it was just, like, a couple channels, though. Or maybe it was the Fox. I really don't know. I could look it up, but I'm not going to. It's not as important to me as the Taco Bell commercial length for the Chihuahuas. I guess you could say I'm an eccentric, Sean.
1: You know, I I believe it. I believe it. You know who else is eccentric?
0: Who? Uh, uh, Mr. Benoit Blanc.
1: Oh, yeah, he is. Dude, okay, who's more eccentric? Benoit Blanc or Hercule Perrault?
0: Uh, So I definitely think
1: Perrault is more
0: of that. (laughs) Just because Blanc, for the most part, is pretty normal. He just really likes to pull at the thread Mm -hmm. to get to the gravity rainbow of the truth.
1: He reminds me of a dude that will, like, solve a jumble and then rub it in everybody's face that he solved the jumble (laughs) on his first try. Yeah. I'm trying to think of who... Like, that's the other...
0: It's crazy. It's in this weird universe. Dude, I do not know a single real-life famous detective outside of Dog the Bounty Hunter, but Dog the Bounty Hunter is not Benoit fucking Blanc, (laughs) so... That's a weird universe to exist in, that there's this world-famous detective, because
1: I don't think those are really things. No. If there is, they're really good at, like, being discreet about it, which goes against literally everything that media in movies and books have told me <laughs> that they are. Yeah. You know? Um yeah, I think Dog the Bounty Hunter is about the closest that you could possibly get. <laughs> he, he is Which our, is super depressing.
0: Yeah, he's our Universe's version of Benoit Blanc is Dog
1: the Bounty Hunter. <laughs> you know, when that that dude's girl that kid's girlfriend was killed and then he went missing, you knew that you knew that it was real deal. That it was a real deal. When Dog the Bounty Hunter said that he was working on the case. Remember that last year? Yeah, I, I, He's done it a couple of times because he's a media whore. Which That's how you knew it was a real deal. <laughs> Dog it's was like on ben the case? Wa- it's like Benoit Blanc. No, nah, I mean, Dog the Bounty Hunter is on this? Damn. <laughs> Pull out all the stops, boys. We got
0: Dog the Bounty Hunter. Like, do you think Dog the Bounty Hunter, they send him in like they sent Snake into New York? <laughs> Snake Plisk. <laughs> oh, yo, just
1: send him in in a solo jet. <laughs> yeah, they just like drop ba- Dog the
0: Bounty Hunter in. That's how. If he gets they in.
1: don't, I want a movie like I want an over the top Dog the Bounty Hunter movie where it's shit like that. I want him to be dialed up to forty two. I want Dolph Lundgren to play Dog the Bounty Hunter. I want him to have the giant blonde mullet
0: and be just jacked.
1: <laughs> just, do you think it would be Dwayne the Rock Johnson? No, I want a Dolph Lundgren. Oh, did you just say that and I missed it? Yeah, I did. Oh, okay. But Dwayne the Rock Johnson could also work. Actually, I think that Dolph Lundgren's a better pull because, honestly, it looks like Dog the Bounty Hunter. Like, the underside of his eyes, his eye bags, it looks like his face (laughs) was hit, like, a bunch of times with, like, a pillowcase full of bricks. (laughs) And I think at Dolph Lundgren's age... Yeah, it probably is yeah. very fitting.
0: He's also he wears those fucking Oakleys that have the speakers.
1: Oh, does he look up oh, a picture man. of Dog the Bounty Hunter right now, dude? I'm not gonna lie, I'm I'm kind of jealous. I'm a sucker, like I am such a like technology whore. Give me give me fancy glasses that speak to me, dude. I have a pair of glasses that uh, are smart glasses. So what smart glasses mean? Smart glasses. So, like, they connect to my phone so I can make calls. I can text just through my glasses. They read me stuff directly into my ear. Oh, um, okay. And, uh, like, I can listen to podcasts without even having anything in my ears. Because it's, uh, they have speakers that direct, they direct, like, directly into your ear passage. Uh-huh. So, like, so, other people like can't nobody hear it. else can hear it, but you can hear it. That's cool. Dude, they're so sick.
0: I've got certain things like that, too, where, like, they're like you put them behind your ear, and they like vibrate your ear bone. Hell yeah, dude! That doesn't that make you feel like a spy or a great detective? I mean, that is cool. That's not what Dog the Bounty Hunter's wearing here. I don't think.
1: No, because he's literally wearing he's wearing a leather vest. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's not buttoned. Uh, uh-uh, no way. A gold chain, of course, in uh- leather cargo pants. Like I'm not even looking at an image of him. And leather well, fingerless gloves.
0: Him. I'm looking at an image right now, and you are nailing all of that except he
1: has two it, chains, but one is leather, one is gold. Okay. So you got that okay. right. Does he have a bandana tied around any part of his arms? Not that I can see.
0: He does have okay. like feathers woven into his hair because he oh, claims of Native American heritage.
1: Yeah, yeah. It, there's one usually that droops, uh, not droops, but goes right behind one of his ears and uh-huh, comes sure down and is. looks like it's almost a
0: you you're very familiar with Dog the Bounty Hunter Sean.
1: I have never seen a single episode.
0: Man, I've watched some of them. It's garbage TV. Yeah, it's not the worst stuff.
1: Because yeah. the last time I saw him actually on a TV was when I lived in Arizona. It was that long Damn, ago. That
0: was a while ago.
1: Yeah, and this that's when he was like getting his rise to popularity. And I just remember seeing. Man, I don't even know why I was in this apartment. It's probably with that dude that got arrested for like dealing ecstasy. But like, I just like look at his TV and uh like he was running from like storage unit to storage unit. Be like, they gotta be around here somewhere. Or <laughs> how are the fuck he sounds? Like, I have no idea how even he sounds. You know? That's pretty
0: close still. Nice. Really? Not, I mean, he was, he was a hard living dude. His voice was all fucking rough. That's fucking go. Yeah. That's pretty good dog. The bounty hunter. Again, Our version of Benoit Blanc, so. Yeah. We are blessed.
1: so depressing. We are blessed. Papa (laughs) 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 blessed. Dude, that's the American dream, that we have Dog the Bounty Hunter instead of Benoit Blanc. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, shit, man. Knives out, bro. So you have said over the last couple of episodes that you saw Knives Out, and you weren't a huge fan of it. Yeah, I didn't really dig it. It wasn't my thing. Uh, I also
0: have self-admittedly said that I have a small chip on my shoulder when it comes to Ryan Johnson. I don't know. I mean, it's only because of The Last Jedi. Because other than that, I really like a lot of his movies. Uh, but I don't know! I maybe came at this one from a wrong point of view the first time I saw it. I don't know. Uh, it just didn't really click with me. But, uh, upon watching Glass Onion, man, I was really... I dug the vibe on that one, and so that's when... We decided, like, oh, hey, well, let's re- let me revisit this one then. And I'm really glad I did. And I think it's also maybe a movie designed to watch. You definitely have to watch it twice because there is so much more shit going
1: on. Yeah. Um, it's one of those movies that when you watch it again and you know what's happening yeah. and you can focus on different things and try to see like little tells and little signs. There's so much to appreciate. Like this time I I noticed uh what's her
0: fucking face? Uh Jamie Lee Curtis Marta? like looking oh, through Linda. looking through previous notes and like they all had like a burn mark on the back. And then like I noticed Don Johnson like looking at a blank paper, and I was like, oh fuck yeah! Like it it clicked more there. There's also like a knot of nice little subtle things. Like I love the fact that it's Don Johnson throwing the baseball out in anger that eventually is his own undoing because it's his wife that takes it back there and sees the open note. It's great Mm -hmm. little threads that are woven throughout that, like, you don't see the full payoff or you don't fully grasp them until you've seen it once. And then when they stick out to you
1: the second time, you really appreciate them. You know what talking about this makes me really think about, and I think you might appreciate this, um, is when... Arrested Development came back for season four Mm -hmm. and it's initial run, because I think it, if you were to track down Arrested Development season four, now they like retcon the whole thing, reordered things. Yeah. Whereas I really loved the way that they did season four initially, where every one of them is the same exact events that are going on, but from somebody else's point of view. Mm -hmm. And On a second viewing, when you're watching again and knowing exactly where another person is and what they're doing, like, it, you get so much out. I got so much out of season four of Arrested Development the second time that I watched it than the first time because of those little bits that you know are there. You know somebody's off screen right there or just not on camera, just barely, and you know they're reacting a certain way, but you're not allowed to see it. You're Mm -hmm. not allowed to see it just yet. They did, and I think a lot of that is such a great mystery, you know, a mystery like this, it's a great way of portraying that, and this movie does a great job of doing that and rewarding you for going back and catching a second time. Like you said with the Jamie Lee Curtis, it took me a minute to, to catch on, but... You're right. You know, she's always looking through these notes that have burn marks on the back. Well, why will you find out at the end of the movie that it's all in invisible ink? Uh You know, she would write notes with her dad in invisible ink and they would use flames to reveal the message. And And if you're looking at a blank piece of paper, guess what? It hasn't been revealed yet. Yeah. And if, like, and he wouldn't know that because that's not the game that he played
0: with Don Johnson. And it even ties back further to the opening when Jamie Lee Curtis is being interviewed. She talks about how to really have a relationship with her dad. You had to play some sort of game with him, you had to get him involved mentally in the things you were doing. So that was like the game that they played. And it all just, it all worked. It, I really, really, really liked it, spoiler alert, for the end of the fucking episode, but it it works so much better the second time. I think I would have to dock it a little bit because of that, but, I mean, it would only be slight because a lot of my other favorite movies are like that, too, so you can't really shit on it too much. And I think some parts of art are supposed to be like that, like, you don't look at a painting once and decide, like, okay, I'm never going to look at that painting again. I think it's the same thing with movies and music and video games. All art, you want to re-experience because you will find things that you don't notice the first time. Like, you might notice a dog in that
1: field painting that you didn't see the first time. So, The last Chili Peppers album that came out wasn't a huge fan. Didn't Didn't like it, didn't hate it. The more I've listened to it, the more little notes that I have heard. Like though, what he's doing over here, what Fershante's doing over here, Mm -hmm. like, I find myself going back and listening to that album more and more, and it's climbing the ranks in terms of my favorite things. Art's just made to be appreciated on multiple viewings.
0: The same With every Protest the Hero album, I can't even judge it until I listen to it like four or five times, because they're so complex and there's so much happening that you really can't follow until you start to establish everything and really absorb it, so like, Yeah, man, Uh, I probably should have given this more than one watch initially, and I want to watch it again
1: already. I want more people to experience this movie. This movie is fucking great. That's awesome to hear. Like That was my initial reaction when I finished watching this movie in theaters was like – it ended and I couldn't wait to watch it again. I couldn't wait to go back and see the little threads, like the little things that I missed. And even more so in Knives Out than I've had in any of the other mystery movies that we've mm-hmm. watched. Mm-hmm. I've had I've had no need to go back and watch any of those, especially the the Hercule Perot ones. Like yeah. a lot of it's you know, it, it's a great mystery <clears throat> movie, but it never really feels like you can kind of figure out what's going on. Whereas in repeat viewings of this, there are so many different things. Like if you watch it again, you're like, holy shit, I could have noticed that the first time. Mm-hmm. Or holy crap, this has been going on this whole time and I just didn't notice because I wasn't educated enough to know what I was looking for. Whereas a lot of the other ones that we watch, I like, I don't feel that sense. And so for this, like, I hold this as like the standard for me sure. of like what i'm judging the other movies as which may or may not be fair mm-hmm. um it's a lot like the final fantasy thing that you mentioned earlier this is one of the first like mystery movies that i really 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 enjoyed so yeah you, and you so it's just going to be held higher
0: mm-hmm. it's also uh the, the jokey trope that people say now about Ryan Johnson is that he subverts your expectations, but, uh, he definitely does do that in this movie because halfway through, he shows you exactly what fucking happened. How it all went down, what transpired. We know everything, but then really, there's still so much more to know and to figure out. And I love that, like, even though we know exactly what happened, uh, we're still following along with Benoit as he figures out the rest of it. And again,
1: figuring out the real mystery.
0: Yeah, we could have known. Like, there's things established early on. If you watch uh Chris Evans and his performance, like you can see, like his wheels turning too as he's. Po- oh, it's so great watching the plan come together and him like trying to modify and like rearrange and ah oh, yeah, it's good stuff, man.
1: And really you bring well up thought Chris out, Chris Evans. And you bring up Chris Evans' character. When did The Last Jedi come out? Was it like right before this? Because this movie's from 2019. Uh Uh-huh.
0: The Last Jedi he did before this. This was his first movie after that. Oh, man. That's why you didn't like this. Probably to a degree. (laughs) Like I said, I try not to, but... uh, And I don't know why, because like, I love a lot of his other stuff. I love Brick. I love Looper. Spoiler alert. Also, uh, Joseph Gordon-Levitt is in every Ryan Johnson movie. Was he in this one? Uh Uh-huh. He's the voice of the detective that uh, What's Her Face's sister is watching in the kitchen when her mom's like, turn that off! Turn that off! No kidding! Wow, okay. And and in Glass Onion, he's the voice of the... Dong!
1: What? That's Joseph Gordon-Levitt. Uh-huh. That's such a cool little touch. I love shit like that. Yep. He's in every Ryan Johnson movie, so... Man, but dude, you were bashing the shit out of Ryan Johnson after The Last Jedi. I still, I don't like The Last Jedi, but I, I think it's, it, it wasn't the right movie for him. Uh, I don't,
0: it, it was just, it was bad and that's fine, man. Like not everybody does good shit. I love David Lynch. I don't really like David Lynch's doing outside of the campiness of it. It's not really a good movie. It's fun to watch, but, and there's.
1: Is that, is that the latest one? No, no, no. Or or like the old school Dune.
0: That's the old school Dune. David Lynch did it in 1984. That movie is as old as I am. Damn.
1: Old as fuck. But I love a Uh, lot of other
0: David Lynch movies, so you can't... I don't know, man.
1: I shit on him a lot, but... You mentioned Chris Evans plays Ransom. Um, Hugh Ransom. Hugh Ransom. Yeah, goes by Ransom Uh, The help call him Hugh because he makes them call him Hugh. Because guess the what, name every Raisin. character in this movie has so much depth, so much depth, even more so, <laughs> way more so than in Glass Onion. Yeah, oh, yes, everybody's yes, kind of got a backstory, but every character in this movie has such a personality, a very distinct personality, and everybody's all, so different. It's they're incredible. All assholes too. <laughs> oh, they're all <clears throat> fucking trash yeah, except for Marta
0: assholes for sure.
1: Except for Marta. Like Marta's so not trash that she has this thing where she can't lie without vomiting. <laughs> such a cool She's that
0: pure. Yeah. That's such a nice thing too and it it plays off in the movie. Yep. What's yep. been knows, too. I
1: love that he's so charmed by it. <laughs> wasn't there he's he's so fascinated. Wasn't there a part so I told you prior to this that um, I didn't watch this again for this chat because I've seen this so many times. And also, I thought it was available on Amazon, where yeah. it's or not Amazon, but on uh, Netflix, Netflix yeah. where it's been for a while. But it's not anymore, so you have to rent it, which is kind of a bummer like if i see it go on sale to like buy it digitally for pretty cheap i'm gonna buy the movie Mm -hmm. i really sincerely love this movie. so
0: i will say when i rented it on amazon it was on sale for rental i got it for two and a half bucks it is also on sale to buy i think it's only like 12 bucks right now
1: you know i'm still gonna wait until that's like seven bucks i'll buy it for seven bucks there you go fair enough Um, but so I didn't, you know, I don't remember all the little tiny details, but correct me if I'm wrong. Mm-hmm. One of the big pit, one of the big p- pits, wow, I words big, big points when he is doing his big grandstand at the end is he points out that Marta was talking about something and didn't go to throw up because she was so confident in her abilities of what she was doing that she knew that she did the right thing sort of even sort of so okay. she the hospital calls her to tell her that the housekeeper
0: has died and yep. in that moment she says oh good she woke up and that makes ransom admit to like poisoning her cuz he's like well she's not dead so they can't get me for murder and then that's yeah. when she throws up into ransom's face and everybody's like, she's lying. That means because yeah. the, the housekeeper really died. So And he just admitted to her murder. And that's when uh. he goes to stab her and he stabs her with the, the prop knife. And I love that little bit because he just goes,
1: shit. And then everybody tackles him. <laughs> <laughs> Man. Dude, everybody in this family is such a shitbag. Yeah. All the way down to the nephew. Oh, the nephew's the worst. Or the grandson. The little neo-Nazi grandson. Yeah, the fucking little prick. I hate that guy. Oh, my fucking God, dude. Like, he is the embodiment of everything that I hate. Like, Of course, yeah. He's supposed to be, too. But if he's not, like, my favorite character in the movie, <laughs> be- because... Like ironically, like I hate everything about him, but it is so goddamn funny to see like a fifteen year old little neo-Nazi like in his right, 4chan troll. in the bathroom, you yeah. know? And Ugh. all the
0: family hates him and he just doesn't care.
1: It's perfectly Everybody hates him. And he hates them back.
0: Yeah. yeah. Just like everybody hates ransom and ransom hates him back.
1: Yeah. What does Ransom the- need?
0: I think one of the things I love and one of the subtle little touches is that this movie is told from so many people's different points of view and i love that all the subtle little changes every time it is told from somebody else's point of view like depending on who is like giving uh the grandpa the cake it like changes on who's telling the story because they want to make themselves the most important and like uh also certain characters will be bitchier depending on who is telling it because they don't like certain people so uh it's also i don't know like uh Ah fuck, what's her face? Why? Why did I say what's her face? Uh Tony Catan. No, it's not Tony Catan. Help me out here. What is who are you talking name? about? Tony Collette.
1: God, I Tony Collette. Yeah, like, Tony.
0: Uh, whenever uh, everybody his...
1: hates her because she just married in.
0: Yeah, and like whenever Michael Shannon is telling a story, like if she's in it, she's always like ditzier. And then if Jamie Lee Curtis is telling the story, she's always
1: more of a bitch. So it's just great little, uh, ah little QE's. I love it. Yep. Yeah. Like just being able to go back and revisit a lot of the same scenes and see everybody's personal tweaks on it. Just one more thing that I love about the movie. Yeah. I'm really, I really appreciate that you brought that up because I wouldn't have thought about that, but you're so right. You see Everybody portrayed a different way, just depending on how much they like them. So it's so great because that's just we live that on a daily basis. It's also
0: the do you remember the lawyer? You didn't. You haven't watched it as frequently.
1: Mm, Then I'm not sure. The lawyer's funny. Uh, Are you talking about Frank Oz? Yeah, man. Fucking Yoda. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Yoda's in this movie. I was like, oh, shit. I love that he, like, in that scene, he's just, like, he's begrudgingly there. Yeah. Because he just, he knows what he's getting into.
0: I also love that, like, he's really, it's, again, a a perfect setup of, like, the incompetent man. uh, Because that's another big thing in Ryan Johnson's work is the incompetency of uh, powerful men. Because the lawyer doesn't do anything. It's his assistant, who's his woman. Is like uh, keeps pointing to everything in the contract, and he has to keep going like, "Oh yeah, and this too." And she keeps pointing stuff out, and like <laughs> he says something, and she coughs, and he like corrects. So she, it's really her that knows everything, but he's the fucking lawyer, and uh, ah, it's just all these subtle little fucking things. I love that uh, again. Benoit Blanc has partnered with the plucky little, perfectly cast Anna de Armas. My god, she's fucking great in this movie. She was amazing. Morda is such
1: a great character.
0: She fucks with uh I love how she's subtly doing things under Benoit's nose and he doesn't pick up on it. Like when she she erases the tape in the woods and uh later she knows that she's walked through the mud tracks and she sees yep. them. So like she walks through them anyways and pretends like she doesn't hear she's like, What? Oh and she like messes them all up. Good stuff. Uh huh. But he still oh, figures that? all oh,
1: that out. Sorry, I- Oh, so good.
0: He, like, noticed the blood on her shoe from, like, the very... She's like, how long have you known? He's like, since I first saw you. And he points to the blood on her shoe. Because there's, like, one little speck from when Harlan cuts his throat. It, like, splattered over there. Just... Which is such a brutal opening to this movie that I didn't see coming. And, uh... Man, I don't know. This was a really enjoyable fucking time, Shawnee Boy. I gotta
1: say. Hell yeah. Dude, thanks for going back and giving it another shot. (laughs) Like, I... With how much you said you liked Glass Onion, it did surprise me that you were like on the other side of the fence with this movie. And so I'm glad that you gave it another shot because all we can do is give things second chances, right? That's all we can do, baby. And you I mean, know, I'm not doing that with Lord of the Rings, but <laughs> <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. I'll never push it. On no, you, but... <laughs> we
0: won't see. <laughs> um, what the fuck else? Uh, fucking trash no not Emmett Emmett Walsh was pretty great but uh
1: man even like the little like you said he she's like never suspected in any of the shit that she's doing like under his nose just because she's such a he thinks he she's just such a pure character Mm -hmm. you know and what could she actually be doing without just throwing up all over me (laughs) that's
0: such a wild tell yeah what a horrible like condition to have Although maybe That'd the world, the worst. maybe the world would be a better place if everybody would throw up if they told us a lie.
1: Okay, what is the capacity for? Like, what's the severity of the lie? I don't know, man. Everybody's got a different different threshold.
0: And like, there's also the fact fe- like you can pass lie detector test if you believe the thing enough. Like, if you just tell yourself you believe it or whatever.
1: Dude, the- that's that's how I play uh, Clock Tower. Like I get in my headspace, dude, I have been on the evil team and got myself into such of the headspace of the good character that I'm pretending to play that it actively becomes very difficult for me to not throw the evil team under the bus. Oh, where if like I'm the demon, I'm like, man, all these roads sure seem to be leading back to me. Huh? Well, that <laughs> sucks. <laughs> I need to cast some doubt around. <laughs> Need to erase some tapes with some
0: magnets. Um,
1: <laughs> oh my god! What the fuck else? He, Chris Evans' character is amazing. He's of course, just such dude. a epically, epically awful shitbag. His but interactions with Marta are so uncomfortable. He's and he's such he's a, a, good a good actor,
0: because he can go from like the fucking heroicness of Captain America, and then also just be this complete smarmy fucking douchebag that like you don't like. But you like to watch on the screen. You eat shit, eat shit, eat shit, you eat shit.
1: Go yeah. ahead, eat oh. shit. <laughs> yeah. Dude, that line's so great. That scene's amazing. Yeah. I remember when I first saw him pop up on the screen, when I saw it in theaters the first time, I was like, wow, that's such a weird – it felt like such a weird casting for this movie of, you know, you got Jamie Lee Curtis, you got Don Johnson – and Daniel Craig. And then there's Chris Evans. Mm -hmm. You know, he felt like kind of the odd one out, but now looking back and having seen it a couple times, like I don't feel like by the end of the movie, you're like, yeah, this was a great choice for this character, but it was to me a little like, huh, Chris Evans. He's in this. And then like you said, eat shit, eat shit. (laughs) You suck. Eat shit. (sighs) One of the things
0: again, that, it's weird to me, like, watching, I don't know, maybe because of the era we're in, but this wasn't that long ago, but, dude, so, like, the entire family fortune is, like, 60 million dollars, which, I mean, yeah, that's a lot of money, but, like, that's not, like, a lot of money for, like, the wealth that they're saying these people have. That's the one of the, the weird little hang-ups to me
1: did they say it's only 60 million it's like 60 million in assets
0: plus the publishing company and the house which like i I guess the publishing company would have like a lot of that probably i mean there's probably a lot of assets there but still it overall like you're thinking like there's people i don't know 60 million is not that
1: much there's how much does fucking like bill gates have like that dude's a billionaire yeah, but also when you think about like a lot of the richest people, like so much of that money is just in stocks, you know? Yeah. It's not liquid cash. Is this is this liquid? Like I'm not sure also, how all this is divided out. This guy is essentially well, – okay. So this guy is essentially the
0: Stephen King of – we'll say like he's a famous so – Of Steve, mystery books? Yeah. Stephen King's net worth is $500 million. So – OK, Again, I, I don't know, just that's the only number they throw out. It could be more, but I, I just always it seemed a little low to me for.
1: I mean, it, it's also in Massachusetts and like, I don't know, we're kind of dumb up here. So like <laughs> 60 million, we, we might think that like somebody once farther. said billion yeah. and we just never asked. Because if you don't <laughs> ask for clarity. Sure. Um, it's never... the thing you thought it was. Fair enough. You know, fair enough. Uh, yeah, you have sixty million dollars. Wow, sixty billion. Wow, nice. That's a lot of billions. <laughs> I, it's still, I don't know. Give give me like a hundredth of that. I'm good. Dude, give me one of that. I'll be set for life. One of that. One mil. One of that million.
0: That's all I need. Man, that's all I need. This, that, I and don't know. This dog. <laughs> that's this dog.
1: I'm doing a bit from the
0: jerk. We'll get there someday.
1: Have you ever seen The Jerk? Ah, The Steve Martin movie that I turned off 20 minutes in because I thought it was shit. I mean, it's
0: one of the greatest comedies ever.
1: Well, I need to go back and watch. You, you know really when I should? turned it off? When he was in the bathroom at the gas station.
0: Man, the gas station's like one of the best parts. It's just setting up the goodness.
1: Oh, man. Yeah, I turned it off. Oh, man. I own it. It's somewhere here. You own I'll the watch church? it. That's a great movie, yeah.
0: dude. I was born a poor black child
1: in Alabama.
0: That's the opening line
1: of the movie. It's fantastic.
0: Steve Martin. Fantastic.
1: Okay, Okay, that's fair. I will go back and watch that. I will watch that for whenever you say, pull the trigger, we're doing this movie. I feel like that's one that we should maybe pull in somebody on. I have an idea.
0: I know one one dildo that loves old classic movies and classic comedies. That's Dave Michael's dildo. (laughs)
1: <laughs> okay dude i was trying to figure it out and yeah that seems like precisely the guy that we would call in that's who i'm thinking too We'll we'll get there
0: i w- I would do the jerk not
1: long i mean
0: because we've got our next one picked out is going to be a guest episode two spoiler alert people
1: what are we doing again? oh yeah barbarian with ryan fuck yeah i'm excited okay. i
0: still haven't watched that yet and i've still not seen any spoilers for it i haven't
1: even watched the trailer so because i know not to. oh man Watch it this weekend, dude. I plan to. That's my plan. Yeah. Watch it and then uh watch it and text me your immediate thoughts when it ends. Okay, we'll do, man. I'll let you know when I like, start it. I'll pretend like you didn't say anything to me when we go into recording, <laughs> even though like all the listeners already know that I'm going to be lying. Yeah. But I want to know your initial immediately okay. th- immediate thoughts when it ends. You
0: got it, buddy. I'll let you know. Cool. Um
1: well Well, any thoughts, any more thoughts about this movie? We didn't do a very good job of describing anything that happened. It's
0: kind of, I don't want, I mean, number one, I feel it's hard because this is a very dense movie and I feel like we'd be here for two hours trying to, it's, I mean, it also is like a two hour long movie and uh, just know that it gives you the entire plot halfway and it's still so exciting that you want to see where it's going to go. I love, there's also great little stylistic story choices. I'd like to comment on like, At one point, Benoit asks her a question, and he flips a coin, and then like we get like her entire. That's when it tells us exactly what happens because we see her think about it, and so it goes through every beat, and then it cuts back from like Benoit catching this. So it just all of that happened like in an instant in her head. It's such great little fucking things that you don't notice till you come back and pick up on them the second time.
1: Fantastic storytelling and world building in this movie, man. Another stylistic choice, which is something that came up while I was reading stuff for Glass Onion, was that the choice of the setting and um, the stylization of Glass Onion was done intentionally to give it a very different feel than this one Mm -hmm. because this one's very dark, very, you know, greens and browns and very New England. Yeah. Of a story, whereas you have Glass Onion, which is lots of bright colors, lots of blues, you know, island feel, uh, people in uh, shorts and swim gear instead of being bundled up in, uh, again, New England weather. And I think that is such a great, a great intentional choice mm-hmm. to be able to differentiate these movies. So much that each time you go into one, it feels like a new, fresh thing. So, Um,
0: we know that there's a third one in the works. That makes me curious. Do you think it'll be set in a wintry snow setting?
1: It's going to be set in space. Um, Probably, (laughs) it's probably going to be the sequel to Jason X. (laughs) Uh, And Benoit's got to figure out what happens before, spoilers, the spaceship, crashes into her
0: is that before also the android reveals that she doesn't have nipples on her boobs have you seen jason that's x? one of the mysteries you've never seen jason x
1: uh i was muted because oh, sirens sirens by, by like sorry
0: sorry uh i've seen jason x and yes there is an android and she's played by a girl and at one point the guy that created her has her topless but she doesn't have nipples
1: it's kind of disappointing.
0: It's or like it's half the fun. It's like a Barbie doll. It's funny. It's a funny, funny. scene. How you got
1: to boop the boopers? Mm-hmm. Boop.
0: <sighs> Friday the 13th <laughs> movies. They're another one that's just... They're not great, but they're fun to watch, man.
1: They are dog shit, fun movie. Like, I even really like the one that came out in 2008? Question mark? I enjoyed the shit out of that one where Jason has like tunnels underground and stuff we'll get back to it <laughs> the tunneling jason
0: ones there's also that's the worm one um the worm one that's jason goes to hell where you find out that like jason is just no. like a zombie worm that can infect other people
1: oh uh i have no about idea about that one i'm talking about the reboot that happened oh in, like, 2008 i don't think i ever saw the reboot It's fun! Is it? It's like the same dumb, schlocky... It's what you expect. Okay. It's a... If you go into it just thinking that you're going to have a a fun Jason movie, it's what you're getting. That's what... Don't try to tear it apart and try to figure out the good in it. Jason
0: X was sort of that. Jason X just also leans super far into the camp. It has a lot of fun. At one point, he... There's two lesbians in sleeping bags and...
1: Yeah, and he picks them up and (laughs) Smashes him against the. He beats one to death with the other yeah. one.
0: In the face. It's yeah, a dude.
1: Great scene. Yeah, that's uh, a callback to like the second movie. I think so. Yeah, when he beats one yeah, into yeah. a tree.
0: Yep. Uh-huh. Exactly. It's uh yep. It's a shame that uh, the fucking Friday the Thirteenth game got canceled because of the licensing shit. Because I would have bought a Jason X skin.
1: Are you talking about the Friday the 13th game that we played for uh-huh. a while, a couple years back, uh-huh. or the new one that just didn't have the license renewed?
0: I thought that was the one that didn't have the license renewed was the old one that we played. It just
1: happened to the um, the Friday the 13th, like, Sleepaway Camp or whatever. Oh, yeah. It's like the blocky, like, puzzle game. It's actually a, it's a really good game. Uh, I think you can get it for free right now. Oh, No. I think it just went off of Steam two days ago, but yeah, they uh, their license didn't renew and they had to pull it from the store. So dumb, dude. It's so weird, but it also and like why on that like, one? Why that fucking property? Like I like Friday the Thirteenth. It's not that fucking valuable. It's just one of those things where you have a company that holds the license to something that's just being a shitbag about it, or there's too many cooks in the kitchen. I, one person doesn't like it, it's or that whatever. Too. It's uh, but also. Tr- it gets me excited that maybe they'll do something with the franchise again, but also at the same time, I'm like, no, it's just political bullshit. Sure. They're they're weirder with Jason than they are with fucking
0: Mickey Mouse, which is crazy. Yeah.
1: Because yeah.
0: it's Jason fucking Voorhees, guys. Like,
1: it ain't that it's deep. Like that and like the weird Disney and Sony, like Marvel bullshit, like like the tepidness between letting things appear here or there or whatever. It's, it doesn't matter, but you know, you're right. There's, there, there's too much about this movie to really, um, dive into. And I hope that everybody that's listening to this, they didn't have a lot. I don't think we really spoiled anything. No, no. On this movie, which is awesome. And I hope that everybody listening is able to go back and watch this. If you haven't, and enjoy this movie. Just hang out and enjoy the ride. For three bucks? Dude, I'd rent this for three bucks. Unfortunately, I want to buy it for seven. <laughs> I do want to watch it again. It's another one that uh,
0: I plan to, and I'm going to make Mandy watch it, because I've been making her watch a lot of these murder mystery movies with me. So,
1: Hell yeah. It's family-friendly, man. It is, too. You a, can watch these on the holidays. Get, yo, get your fams together and watch some, watch some friggin' mysteries, folks. It's PG-13. You
0: totally can. Um, rating system. I've got, okay, I've got a rating system for you, Shawnee.
1: Okay, what you got? So if you
0: watch this movie. Yeah. And then somebody asked if you liked it and you said no. But then, when you said no, it was a lie, and you actually threw up. How many <laughs> chunks of hot dog in your vomit would represent your feelings for this movie? Whoa! One out Did of you say t- chunks of hot dog. Yeah, because the li- the only thing I remember eating with you is the time we had the hot dog contest where you made me and Ryan eat different chili cheese yeah. dogs. So, how many chili cheese yeah, no dog that's bites.
1: One out of ten That's fair. would vom would come up in your vomit. With ten One be- out of 10? Ten? 10 being the most. Only ten chunks. Yeah. Um, I would. I think I gave Glass Onion like a perfect score. Uh huh. If I didn't, like, I only knocked off a notch. Yeah. And I think I knocked off a notch because I couldn't figure out which movie I liked better. But in recapping and talking about this movie, as much as I heard people saying that glass onion was a better movie than knives out i like knives out so much more Mm -hmm. um i just think it's i think it's a better movie i love the characters in it way more and i think it is done in way better of a mystery fashion Mm -hmm. than glass onion is more of a classical mystery fashion yeah and i i'm giving this 10 chunks i i adore this movie (laughs) It's, I think I have, I legitimately think that I have recorded three separate podcasts on this movie. Really? That's
0: hilarious. I yeah. didn't know that. That's great.
1: Definitely did it on Nerdy Thursday. huh Did it here, and I think I did it somewhere else. We'll have to find
0: That's out right. and plug that one, too. We should link them all and see what you say about Knives Out in all
1: episodes. I think it was just as much... <laughs> But I'm sure it was just as
0: much just like this movie where you find different things. I'm sure you'll find different things in each recording that Sean talked about.
1: Yeah. I mean, those those other times that I talked about, I actually watched it before recording it. (laughs) So, you know, there's definitely going to be more details and way more spoils and uh, spoilers in those. But uh, Kyle. Yes, sir. Fuck. See, this is where like watching it right before recording really helps. Yeah. So so it gets me actually thinking about this, but okay if you were to uh okay if you were an old dude right mm-hmm. and uh you had your you had your house home nurse with you and she asks you how much morphine you want you know and uh are, are we looking to have a good time tonight <laughs> Uh-huh. on a scale of zero to a hundred milliliters of morphine. Okay, yeah yeah,
0: that's definitely way way more than an overdose because I think he got hundred milligrams.
1: Oh, that's why okay so on on a scale of one okay, let's be more realistic here on a scale yeah on a scale of one to 50 milligrams of morphine, of morphine uh-huh. uh-huh how good of a time are we having? in relation to uh, your liking of this movie.
0: So, I need to watch it again, but on second viewing, I think that I also like this movie better than Glass Onion because of the way that it does the mystery. Like you said, Glass Onion is a much more traditional mystery movie. Um, it's where it, it follows an A, B, C plot point. It does some different things with like him messing with the real killer because he brings the sister. It still does cool things, uh, but I do think this one... The mystery. This one is a lot more of an actual onion in the way that the mystery, like, keeps like, folding out and different layers keep coming out. But, uh, yeah, I'm gonna give this, like, 48?
1: Right out, Really high,
0: really fucking great. It's a great movie, man. That's awesome. Fucking A. Let's go. Uh,
1: That is is way higher than I could have possibly have anticipated mm -hmm. you giving this movie five days ago. Two days ago. (laughs) Like two days ago, yeah, I, you know, I was hoping that you'd come around to it, but, you know, some people watch something; it's just not their jam. When I come around, I did come around.
0: Yeah, you did. I did, man. Yeah, very, very happy. I'm. That's why I'm kind of excited/slash worried for you to watch the jerk. It's a weird ass movie, but it's funny as shit. It's surreal. It's stupid. Remember that? It's fucking dumb.
1: I think that's why I turned it off. Yeah. Was because I just thought it was dumb as and fuck. It is and absolutely it dumb as fuck. But that's, you gotta. But I also like Steve Martin. You, so, you, like. You, will re- you
0: should give it another shot, man.
1: Yeah. No one else I wanna watch um, that I have not seen and I'd love to do it on the show is uh, Fletch. Oh,
0: fucking A. I'll do any Chevy Chase movie. Yeah. You ever seen. Uh, uh, I, uh, I don't
1: know why I thought of those in like the same wavelength. You ever seen Nothing But Trouble? No.
0: Oh man, that's a terrible, terrible Dan Aykroyd Chevy Chase movie. That is fantastic. <laughs> at one point, Dan, I a- love it. Dan Aykroyd is in like this crazy old man makeup throughout the movie, and it's like all gross and creepy looking, and he has this weird nose. And at one Just point, looks like shit. At one point, for like one scene, at like. Uh, the they put a prosthetic penis tip on his nose instead, dude. It's so fucking weird, bro. What you got? It that's so random. Uh, also, fun fact: the movie Nothing But Trouble is the very first movie I ever purchased, and the very first thing I ever bought on Amazon. I created an Amazon account to buy that movie for Mandy. Wow, because she loves it. The little things that I learn from you every single week. Yeah, that's little. It's, I'm peeling back the glass onion of my life for the listeners. Aww. <laughs> so yeah, Aww. Uh, things coming up, everybody. If you want to stay on track with what's going down with us, uh, we are going to talk about Barbarian next week with uh, our good buddy Ryan. He's coming back. You remember him uh, from the Die Hard episodes, of course, and, you know, he used to be on this thing here with us, too. Uh, but he doesn't count he doesn't count he never existed yep. from the before times <laughs> but yeah we're going to talk about barbarian with him looking forward to that and then uh i think uh we'll pencil in the jerk for now we'll see what happens with cool. that we'll talk to dave right on
1: but uh yeah we'll try it off air see what we got planned for the next couple of i love weeks that we're we're just going to start
0: dipping into old classic comedies it seems like <laughs> bring it bring it on oh man have you ever seen dirty rotten scoundrels
1: That's not something that I could say with any degree of certainty. Have you but heard of it? it? sounds familiar. It's Steve Martin and Michael Caine. Then probably. It's cl- that sounds like something I probably watched with my dad. That
0: one's a good one, too, because it's sort of like uh, a mystery sort of thing. Not really. It's more of a, but, and it's
1: Steve Martin. We got a lot of shit. I'm liking this new trajectory where we're going here. Let's go. Hell yeah. I like how we just kind of keep finding something that's tangentially yeah, related yeah. to what we just talked that's about. That's what we do. <laughs> <laughs> that's yes. how we roll. There's no
0: fucking rhyme or reason. We just have fun in this crazy little rock. Hell yeah. Um, All right, bud. That's it, yeah. I love you, buddy. I love you listeners. Yeah, I love you, too. What can they do this
1: week, Sean? Well, maybe. I've am the. I watched it one um They could probably... Okay, so what they can do is they can go into their kitchen, uh-huh. okay? They can grab a big old knife. Disclaimer, don't actually do this. But grab a big old knife. Uh You heard that, cops. I said, don't do it. Aim it at yourself and thrust it at your chest. But what's going to happen is it's a prop knife. So it's just going to go boing, boing, and you're going to go shit. And then you're going to have a great rest of your day. Make sure it is a prop knife, people. Yeah. Also, I did say don't do (laughs) this. Yeah, don't do it at
0: all, actually.
1: But do do that to yourselves and we'll catch you next time.